Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So Phil, one of the key touchstones of Sea Captain Coaching's practice is gratitude. And I've watched you encourage your clients to embrace a spirit of gratitude by taking time to appreciate the people, opportunities, and experiences they have in their lives and to try to cultivate that feeling on a daily basis. Why do you think embracing a mindset of gratitude is important and good for business? Well, first of all, gratitude is a word that you hear quite often, especially nowadays, especially in the performance sector, where people are rewarded for the work they do, uh, commission-driven, sales performance, things of that nature. You hear gratitude a lot. And so I'm no different in that in that scope. I, I think my little twist on gratitude really comes from the fact that the premise that I use is who you are matters more than what you know. And so if I am in that space where I'm helping others grow, I want them to understand that who they are, the relationships they build, the intimacy they create, the acknowledgement that they share matters to people. And I'll go through in uh, in a little bit an example of that. I'll actually role play that out with you, Greg. But for right now, okay. gr- gratitude is just about appreciation for what is there, who I'm with, what I've accomplished, and it goes quite often, as you'll see in a minute, without without much disclosure. And so mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, I think why it's just good and healthy. Okay. I've also heard this referred to as an abundance mindset, where people who embrace it have the outlook that there is plenty out there for everybody. And as you know, I really credit my two older brothers, Jim and Steve, for showing me the power of keeping a positive mental attitude. As they were starting their careers, they read books and listened to talks given by Zig Ziglar and Earl Nightingale and Stephen Covey, and they shared those with me. And it really helped me understand that it, you know, it's a conscious choice to live your life with a positive mental attitude. It's not just that the glass is half empty or half full. It's that, you know, the glass, the glass can be refilled, right? (laughs) Right, right. Needs to be sometimes. Yeah. So in your training curriculum, you distinguish between an abundance mindset and a scarcity mindset. Can you elaborate on that for those who are listening? Yeah. Well, abundance mindset is if to use a, I guess an example, abundance mindset is your heart. Okay. And that okay. is, I'm expressing myself, my heartfelt gratitude. I'm expressing that. But the problem is I've got this head, I've got this brain that is hardwired for scarcity. It's hardwired for fear. It's hardwired to keep me safe. It can even, when it gets overstimulated, it can be very harmful to you. And so how can we stay in our heart more often and appreciate the victories that come along in a relationship as opposed to the disappointments or opposed to the scarcity or the fear? And so, so much of this is in the coaching program that we, we implement, the psychology behind it, the heart, the wiring that you have, 
the upbringing mm-hmm. that you that you had growing up and how you have to overcome sure. some of these things. So it's just some people deal with this naturally. Some people have had so many bad experiences that they had no other choice but to be grateful. You can mm-hmm. find you can find opportunity in everything as long as you're processing your fear. And mm-hmm. so much of what we teach is in that space. You do get to choose how you show up. You do get to choose mm-hmm. your attitude. And as you'll soon find, you get to choose your gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people will talk about their family circumstances. I always think I'm like I'm like the George Costanza line where he said, I'm the result of my parents having stayed together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So exactly. Make of that what you will. <laughs> so one of the core tenets of your coaching philosophy is for your clients to adapt a CEO mindset and start thinking quarterly instead of monthly about their business and sales performance. And you place a big emphasis on the fourth quarter in particular. Why do you think it is so important for your clients to win the fourth quarter, if you will? Well, in a performance-based career, it's no different than a sporting event or the end of a game, the end of a uh, play, you know, the climax, Mm -hmm. if you will. A year is Mm -hmm. all built in seasonality and segments. Uh, Very rarely is it just level and consistent. But salespeople tend to beat themselves up. They make goals and they expect the first quarter to be the same as the second, to be the same as the third, to be the same as the fourth. When in reality, mm-hmm. for many people, financial advisors, I coach salespeople, there is a deadline period. Okay, It's amazing to me how you go into the first of the year and there's that sense of renewal. Okay, mm-hmm. But how did you leave it on the field? How did you run to the tape in that fourth quarter? So planning out your year from a performance standpoint, you want to pay close attention to that layer, that element. But in addition to performing in that fourth quarter, this is also a time to express gratitude. If you have a client that buys a ton of widgets from you, don't you think it's a good idea to probably get out and see them in the fourth quarter and express your thoughts about appreciating how many widgets they bought? And so mm-hmm. what I try to coach to is having a set a set calendar quarter, like 12-week year type quarter, okay? Be the mm-hmm. CEO of your organization, produce each quarter, build in a deadline, but especially in the fourth quarter to get out there and express gratitude to your top relationships, share how much you appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard you refer to it as gratitude prospecting, even as a strategy. That's right. Could you elaborate on that a little? Yeah, sure. What I encourage all my clients do is that they have about in November and December, which are natural gratitude months, November, December, Mm -hmm. maybe even a little bit October, gratitude months, get in front of your top relationships, no selling agenda, relationship-based only, and you're expressing three things. The first one is your vision for your firm or your organization or your sales practice and how it will impact them as a client. Remember, they don't care so much about your vision. They care more about your core values and your mission, but they do care about your vision if it affects them favorably. And so if you're educating yourself, if you're making a new hire, if you're looking to focus on certain marketing elements to grow your practice or your or your mm-hmm. sales business that's one element so the first one is expressing your vision how it affects them 
The second one is then some token of gratitude. It could be as simple as a Starbucks gift card. Those things go a long way, but it could be something very special. It could be something to honor them as a top relationship. And then the third piece is to start to talk with them about your marketing strategy for the following year. How are you going to grow your practice? Who do you want to be introduced to? Who might help forward this vision so that you can accomplish these things? And I do that in a very specific way that is very people-centric, not performance-centric. And so the steps are simple. Number one, Greg, and I'll role play it with you. Okay. Okay, Greg, what I wanted to share with you is my goal this coming year is to develop 25 new clients or 25 new accounts for the year. That's my goal. That's in my vision. And you know, what I'd like is for five of those clients to be just like you, energetic, life of the party, fun to be around, okay, diligent, intentional, Mm -hmm. Mm family-centered, whatever those particular goals are. A few of those I said, I directly relate to you, okay? Well, thank you. Yeah. And that's part of the process. As I'm sharing that with you, heartfelt, by the way, as I'm sharing that with you, How are you feeling as I'm sharing it? I'm feeling flattered. Exactly. Now, let me ask you, how many times has somebody other than me shared how I felt about you this year? Uh, I'm still waiting. I was still waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just 45 days left or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, you're exactly right. Somewhere between zero and none. Okay? And and so what, what happens here is we think... As salespeople, as advisors, as you know, executives, we think that people know how we feel about them, but I don't care mm-hmm. how long you've been doing it. I've been doing this 32 years. I still like to hear that stuff. And, sure. and so to express that to someone, I'm grateful for you as a person is a very powerful mm-hmm. exchange and way to share thoughts that take a relationship to another level. And in turn, then yeah. then I might say, Greg, what I'd like to do is introduce myself to five new people that have those same characteristics that you have, that I mm-hmm. see in you. Those same five characteristics or three characteristics that I see in you, I want to connect and meet people that have those same objectives, those same character Mm -hmm. traits. And what you start to find is people say, oh yeah, okay, I know those people. So Mm -hmm. so it's it's an introduction based not on who you are, what you know, even who you know, it's based on who you are. Mm -hmm. And that to me is- It almost has a little filter attached to it. Like I'm not just going to give you warm bodies. It's like, you know, I'm uh, giving some thought. There's going to be no throwaways in that. And so Mm -hmm. when I'm teaching clients to work on their networking, their prospecting, their building out of their team, that's another one, core values, passions, vision, mission, but in particular character. And then when you can match Mm -hmm. people with like character and replicate them, it's very rare that you have a bad meeting. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, there's in my, in, in marketing, there's a concept called gratitude marketing and it stems from the fact that you know human beings are basically hardwired to want to help each other and what's most fascinating about it to me is that we all tend to want to help those who have helped us 
there's actually something called the rule of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, as simple as someone buys you lunch, or, you know, sends you a holiday card, you want to make sure that you, in kind, you, you know, buy them n- lunch next time, or if you haven't sent them a holiday card yet, it's, it's time to get one in the mail. So business owners can leverage uh, the rule of reciprocity to market themselves and their practices. It's not doing good for selfish reasons, really, but just doing good in a consistent, systematic way offers benefits for business as well. So do you find um, that some of the most successful advisors often are the biggest givers and contributors to their own clients and communities? Oh, for sure. And okay. and it's not just limited advisors. I know that I do a lot of coaching in that space, but it's it's salespeople, mm-hmm. it's executives, it it goes across the board. But what you what you come to find is that you know, what are you known for? You're known as somebody who writes a note, personal note. Mm-hmm. Are you known as somebody who makes a call? That's my thing is my wife always teases me is when I think of somebody I'm driving in the car, I just pick up the phone and I call them, I leave them a message. And all I say is I was thinking of you, yeah. you know, and so it's a nice surprise. It's a nice surprise. And so, so many times we just, we don't take that risk. We don't express that intimacy, that vulnerability, that, hey, you know, without you, this isn't happening for me. And when we do, we get a powerful uh, uh, reciprocity in it, okay? And it may just be an emotional connection one day, but if you do it consistently over time, people will rally, you know? And, uh, and Hey, I, I have a need here. Can you, can you uh, get connected? Yeah. And a lot of these concepts of giving and expressing gratitude aren't new. You know, it's basically the same ideas our parents tried to instill in us when we were young. And you even mentioned how easy it is to do on, you know, on things like social media, just, you know, posting a happy birthday or anniversary message on a friend or client's Facebook page. It's a nice thing to do, and they almost seems like they almost return the favor. Uh, you know, when you, you have a, a life event, so it seems like it's just human nature to remember people who remember you. It, it's so there's it's just um, a, like a win win. It sure is, and and this is, gives me an opportunity to honor my dad in this because my dad is really yeah. really good at this. He was good at it growing up. You know, he was you know he's in the St. Louis Amateur Baseball Hall of Fame for forty years of youth work coaching baseball, never, never took a check, never took a dollar. And yet, you know, when you are operating that way, always grateful, always paying attention to other people, sometimes at his own expense, his own detriment at times as a business person, but he always did it. And, uh, and so when you start looking at that, um, you start to see that body of work is very powerful. And, Mm -hmm. and now he does it on Facebook. And he he'll send out uh, you know he's in his eighties now he sends out birthday wishes to people who I maybe he's met two or three times but he he makes a connection there and people appreciate it it's cool and um, and it's a way for him to use social media for good we do the same thing Greg with our social media platform we highlight yeah. three things people we highlight uh, motivation and and mm-hmm. we highlight um, uh, the third one is lifestyle, you know, risks, pe- risks mm-hmm. people are taking. Yeah. Well, that's a great testament to your dad and the, the longevity that he had, you know, I actually just saw a thing on LinkedIn yesterday that said, uh, you're not a great 
under 10 baseball coach be, because your team won the championship this year. You're a great under 10 baseball coach if all of your players signed up to play in the under 11 league next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, my my claim to fame was that I used to make everybody sit in batting order on the little league team and they had to put their glove underneath them because nothing's more annoying than starting an inning searching for gloves. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You ran a tight ship. Oh, yeah. Even uh, back, back even then. Even back then. You know, so, Phil, I recently read an article on a financial media site that said, Gratitude can also improve our health, strengthen our relationships, and even help us better manage our money. So I had a financial advisor client who worked with multiple generations of high net worth families to help them understand about the responsible stewardship of wealth and the importance of giving back to their community. You know, he worked with individual family members and he gave each member of the family what he called a gratitude journal. And ask them to write down and keep track of the things that they were grateful for, you know, which was an interesting concept to me. In your experience, do you think that a mindset of gratitude can be cultivated in this way? Have you ever tried to do something similar with your clients? Oh, for sure. And uh, the diagnostic tool that we use is it references gratitude each and every month or every quarter when we're um, when we're doing, uh, you know, our uh, accountability or responsibility mm -hmm. type of meetings, mm -hmm. you know, we have that and it's all designed to replicate elements and put you in a position where you can be present, be grateful mm -hmm. and process disappointment. Nobody's had bigger disappointment. I shouldn't say that nobody's had a lot of people have, but I've certainly had my share of disappointments. Let's say it that way. I've had okay. some situations out of my control that would level anybody in their leadership journey. And yet, mm -hmm. and yet, and so sometimes searching for gratitude when you have those disappointments is hard to do, but how do you work toward mm -hmm. it? How do you, how do you move the needle, move the boulder so that you can get back to being blessed, grateful, appreciative. And when you stay in that mindset, things start to work. And it doesn't always work perfectly, but it starts to happen. And I see it with my clients. It's very exciting when they take something on, they take a risk, and I can see the gratitude in their eyes as they start to see, oh my gosh, I did this. I took this risk and I won. Whether it's, mm -hmm. whether it's for children, whether it's for um, advisors and salespeople, performance-oriented people, it's no different. And, mm -hmm. and so how do we stay present there? And so my role at my stage is to live vicariously through that gratitude, but also model it. That's awesome. So I know what, just you're such a giver that I know when you hit a, ru a, a rough patch on your leadership journey that you had people rallying to your side, you know, in support, which is huge. And it's, you know, kind of the karma receivership, if you will, you, you had given and helped so many people that, you know, it was just, I'm sure it made them feel good to be able to return that favor to you when you needed it. So I used to work in a marketing agency that um, focused in the financial services space. And we worked with hundreds of advisors to help them put together marketing plans to grow their practices. And a lot of them didn't have a big marketing budget. And we found that client appreciation events were one of the most cost-effective marketing tactics that they could implement. So many advisors are focused on prospecting for new clients that they ignore 
a strategy that will deliver the most fruitful results and build their brand in the community. Do you uh, agree that, have you found this to be an effective strategy for your clients and for your clients' clients, the uh, client appreciation event approach strategy? Well, sure. But you should be asking this question so that you can answer it. Um, I should be asking this question to you because, first of all, there is no greater giver uh, of time, energy, effort, support than Greg Patton. Okay. So- you know, oh, you're saying this to you. you're saying this to me, but I but I can send that one right back to you. The second part of this is really this is right in your wheelhouse, which is strategies for marketing, branding, but also community centric. You know, the clients you work with have have um, community focus. They have uh, you know they're building culture that way. I have always been that way um, in my journey. It's just a it's a part of the offering. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, you can, you can make a lot of neat things happen and still generate revenue, monetize your practice or business sure. by uh, designing all of it together. It should all, it, it's, yeah. all, it's all intertwined. It's all blended. And, uh, and, it's, and, you know, the only thing I think that we, we see from time to time, and I'm, I can be that way is, I'll give everything I got to people. Just mm-hmm. I just don't want to be taken advantage of. And sure. and so sure. knowing what that boundary is, knowing how far that goes before you say, okay, enough's enough here, is also very helpful to stay grateful so that you don't resent the things that you're doing because you did too much mm-hmm. of them or because you can't say no to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, what is it, Warren Buffin's statement, I think, uh, Quote is uh, successful people say no to almost everything. Yeah, right, right. right. And, and so it's being clear in in what you say no to, when you say no to it, not getting bitter or resentful in it, and just saying, you know, it may not be this round where I'm going to support this, but but keep me in the loop. Yeah, well, I appreciate the kind words, Phil, and right back at you, brother. I didn't know you were going to say that before because I know we're about to wrap here. But uh, yeah, the gratitude episode has turned into the love fest uh, <laughs> 20, yeah, twenty twenty two. But uh, you know, you are one of the most generous people I know. You and Lisa support a number of charitable organizations where you live in Newport, and you support our alma mater, the University of Missouri, with two different scholarships. And now you're leading a group that's doing fundraising for Mizzou Athletics. Mm-hmm. And one of the really cool things I think you do is make an annual donation on behalf of your Sea Captain coaching team members to the charitable or nonprofit institution of their choice during the holiday season. So I think you and Lisa deserve a shout out for that because oh, thanks. you've been doing it for years and you do it under the radar without really calling attention to uh, to it. So I just think it's a, a, a really something that I admire. And I think you're kind of role models for some of our peers in that respect in terms of your generosity. Yeah. Well, my wife deserves a lot of this credit. Um, because she, okay. you know, especially with regards to the coaches, I thought that was a brilliant idea to, to find yeah. out what the coaches interests are and, and represent those. And, you know, we have a tremendous yeah. coaching team. We have a terrific team members on in this organization. And so it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah. You know, as we wrap today, yeah, I could probably make a case for, uh, was, it was you and I talking a little bit about, uh, about the things that we 
we are engaged in and, and do well and so on. But my hope is for everybody listening in today that you find a way to do that and you can do it with humility, but you still can express what you do to others and how important it is to you because it does define Mm -hmm. who you are. And especially in this day and age where everybody's branding things that they do, it really gets back to what we talked about earlier. What's in your heart? What really matters Mm -hmm. to you? And, Mm -hmm. And remember that who you are matters more than anything else. And so, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I know we talked about, uh, ending with a duet of because I knew you and I was going <laughs> to channel my inner Kristen Chenoweth, but, um, we'll save that for next time. I, but anyway, this was great. Yeah. I, I, uh, appreciate it and uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody as we head into the holiday season. Yeah. The season of gratitude. We'll uh, look forward right. to it. Uh, see you soon, Greg. All right. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey.